This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Amy on from ADP, and we're going to unpack a fantastic topic. It's the emotional toll of feedback. That's our topic today. Can't wait to get into it. Amy, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and ADP? Absolutely. So I'm Amy Leschke Carl. I'm the Vice President of Performance Acceleration for the Marcus Buckingham Company and ADP Company. I think everybody knows who ADP is, and you probably know who the Marcus Buckingham Company is, but we're part of ADP and we're the part of ADP that helps organizations help employees do more of their own unique best work. And and thrive. That's awesome. So the emotional toll of feedback, uh, common myth or misconception is that feedback is a good thing. People want it all the time. I built out a small model, kind of a dumb model, quite frankly, uh, 20 years ago of a two by two, kind of the BCG kind of model of feedback. On one axis, it was positive and negative. On the other axis, it was solicited and unsolicited. And in that little simple framework, I, I found myself only really actually caring about solicited feedback that was negative. Meaning if someone told me something positive, I didn't really care. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's going to sound odd to hear when, when the audience hears that they're like, what do you mean don't care? Yeah. I, if I did something well, I kind of know I did it well. Like I don't, I don't need affirmation. I don't need validation. I don't need any of that stuff. I don't thrive on in that place and other people do. That's cool. And unsolicited versus solicited, I, I don't really, if I don't, if I don't respect you, I don't really care about your opinion. So your feedback is, it's null and void on, a, on arrival if I didn't ask you for it. So I'm one of these, and again, that very kind of a false construct of it can only be this way or this way. Um, but I would tell people that. And so, <laughs> and I, I remember telling people that. And I still do at conferences when I speak. I'm like, when we talk about feedback, I talk to them about this model. I'm like, yeah. And then what's what's funny is people are reluctant to come up and talk to me after the <laughs> after the speech. I'm like, like well, oh like, no, yeah, yeah no, William. Something. William's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna do, but no, he doesn't want my he, feedback. And he doesn't want my feedback. No, but it, so what do you when you're when you're looking at feedback? What do you what are you looking at right now? In, in saying to yourself, yeah, we need to kind of like tear this down and build this back up. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately, language and the words that we've used are so tainted that I, I think we kind of need to reinvent the notion of how we provide each other, I'm going to say, reactions to what we experience in terms of how I experience you or how I experience one of my direct reports or my team leader, the person who I report to or someone I work with from a project basis. And we kind of need to totally rethink that. And the word feedback in and of itself is so problematic. As a, as a practitioner, as a talent practitioner, as an L&D practitioner, 
I used to teach people how to tell other people what they're doing wrong. Like when we think of feedback, that's what we think of. Even, even in the example that you just gave, you know, for the most part, we think of feedback and we think leaders are supposed to give feedback. That's what they're supposed to do. And if you think about the human component of that, William, most of us, and maybe you're not most of us, but most of us, was it, that might be an understatement, right? Yeah. Um, but most of us, like I would rather do pretty much anything else than to either A, tell somebody what they're doing wrong. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm a little bit Midwest nice. It's a good point. Yes, yes. Or B, go ask somebody to tell, have them tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to hear that. Do I need to hear it sometimes? Okay, sure. But those times are actually pretty darn rare. Most of us have a pretty reasonable sense of where we're doing great work and where we're not doing great work, for example. So that whole notion of feedback that number one, we're supposed to want it and like, oh, please give me feedback. And number two, that for some reason, we're supposed to want to give it. And you add on to that, that it's supposed to help people. And in general, none of those are true. It's emotionally painful. I was talking to somebody earlier today and she's uh, her, she's pregnant and she's due at the end of May. And uh, I told her, I said, Kim, here's the deal. It's her first child, her and her husband's first child. I said, uh, you're going to receive a lot of unsolicited parenting advice from pretty much everywhere. Like you're going to be in line at the grocery store. Someone's going to see your baby and they're going to feel compelled to give you parenting advice. You're going to be you know, at church, a soccer game, you know, any, anywhere. doesn't matter. It's going to come from friends, family, in every direction. And you just got to have to learn to shake your head and go, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. And then disregard it immediately. <laughs> and she started laughing. She goes, it's already started to happen. I'm like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and the same thing's true at work, right? The same thing exactly. like in the context of work. And because each of us are unique human beings, like how I perceive something that you might do might be totally different than how someone that you talked to yesterday, for example, and who's to say who's right or wrong or whose reaction or experience with you is correct or not correct. They're just different. So we've kind of um, created this false, um, I don't even false narrative around feedback, us getting it, us giving it, that it helps. There's, and this is not a new thing, by the way, there's a, there's a study, some research um, from, from this two people, Kluger and Danassi, who did this meta-analysis back in 1996. Like it was a, you know, it's a long time ago. And I, I quote this frequently because it's so powerful. They found that the modal impact of feedback on performance is none. <laughs> Like none. Now this is academic, right? I mean, it's a meta-analysis of academic research. So you could say, well, that doesn't really reflect the real world of work, but just think about most of us listening to this, our own personal experiences. And what happens when someone gives us feedback, the kind of conventional feedback is I um, go, well, no, somebody told you wrong, or it's hearsay, or you must've been having a bad day. It wasn't me who did that or I get angry, or I blame it. And the research shows this, like I'm not making this up, even our own personal experiences reflect this, or I say, it's your fault, not my fault. Like you just, that that's not, you just, you aren't defining the competency correctly or whatever it might happen to be. So when we think about feedback at work, we are working off of a fundamentally flawed premise that A, people want feedback, B, people are capable of giving somehow 
good slash constructive feedback. And that seed actually makes a difference, a positive difference. In fact, again, the research would show it's absolutely the opposite. It's like it's a negative, it has a negative impact. Um, and if we're lucky, it will have a null impact. It'll at least be neutral, but that's usually not the case. It's interesting because it's so different than recognition. You know what I mean? Like recognition, saying thank you uh, and, and being kind of being intentional about, you know, being thankful about someone doing something really well and kind of being specific about how they're doing something well. like. I think everyone likes that. I think everyone likes to kind of hear those things from, you know, in, in, in ways that, especially when it's really specific, it's highly personalized and it's, you know, and it's comes from, a, it comes from a really good place. I don't know if feedback comes from a good place. No, like, <laughs> I, I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it does at all. Um, which there's is a dark, there's people. a darkness to feedback. Well, and whether we've intended it to be, you know, we say constructive feedback or right, even right. positive feedback, you know, it doesn't matter. I think we just need to like stop that myth of right. feedback in virtually all context is not a helpful, constructive, forward looking thing. Mm -hmm. Again, not to say that sometimes it isn't necessary. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. No, there's, let's there's... Not, please let's not make it the norm. Well, and, um, and again, it's, as you said, situational, it's by the person, it's by the, what, 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 what they need at that particular moment. And, you know, when it, it, this is, you know, what's interesting is I think I was 36 when I finally realized this, you can't change people. You fundamentally, you can want them to change, but you can't change people. So if someone's got an addiction problem or an eating problem or whatever the problem is, you can be supportive. You can, you know, whatever, but until they're ready to change, you can't do anything other than talk and you're really kind of wasting your time. Not to say that you shouldn't, but you're really wasting your time until they're ready at the moment that they're ready. And again, with any of those things, when they're ready, feedback plays through this, when they're ready to get better, that's the moment. That's the moment you should do all the things you can do to help them get better. What in, in whatever context. So at work, when someone is just kind of, they've, they've hit a wall, you know, whatever it is, whatever the bit is, they've hit a wall and they're like, ah, God, I've hit a wall. Like, Hey, can you help me out with? Yes. Yes, I can. It is because such a, a beautiful doorway yes. for us as coworkers, as leaders, as, as even team members. It's such a beautiful doorway for curiosity to go, what's happening here? Because again, yeah. we make assumptions That's right. that, um, of, of what's happening. We make it, oh, this person doesn't like me or this person doesn't have the skills or who knows what it is, but we make up those stories rather than asking whoever it might be, hey, what's happening in your world? Is there right. anything I can do to help? And, and, you know, Marcus in, um, in his book, The Nine Lies About Work, one of the most brilliant things that I've taken away and use every single day, um, Marcus Buckingham, uh, founder of the Marcus Buckingham Company and head of the ADP Research Institute, but he said, it's about reaction. It's rather than mm. feedback. It's about in, in using the language of, oh, I listened to this podcast that you did, Amy. And my reaction to that was X, Y, Z, because you're taking ownership as an individual of how you react and you're not projecting it on the person. You're not saying Ooh, somebody did it wrong. And your reaction cool. is unique to you. It's so, such a yeah, powerful. It, it changes the, the power dynamic and say, and is, and again, I love the way you, that you brought this to bear. It's like, I'm not projecting. And if so much of feedback 
you know, the intentions aside, so much of feedback is what you're going through, not necessarily what they need. And so I like the way that you've kind of wrapped this up and said, no, you don't know. My, my, my reaction to this is my, like it's, you started with the pronoun. Here's what I see, you know, what I felt, what I thought, what, what I'm, what I'm going through now, what, what, what are you going through? And now you're both in a vulnerable place where, again, if the person is open, then, then you both have windows into like helping each other. But unless there's an openness and vulnerability, the feedback's just noise. It's it probably even is worse than noise. It's actually probably deteriorating. And I think that's the, the part that you and I love about the emotional toll is you think you're doing the right thing, audience, when you're giving people feedback and you're actually you're actually rendering that person and hurting that person not not intentionally of course but you're setting that person back because now they're it's in their head about your feedback right or wrong it's in their head and again there's appropriate times and we're not talking about that stuff we're just talking about the the this feeling and myth that we have to do constant feedback. Let's leave the hourly feedback. Let's give them daily feedback. Let's after every call, let's do a feedback loop. It's like, mm, or let's not. What, one of the things I hear often when I'm talking with practitioners is it's like, oh, we do an annual performance review. And since that's not working very well, we're going to do four reviews a year, four <laughs> conversations a year. I'm like, now you're just telling me I'm going to do the thing that I know doesn't work. And the data is a whole separate conversation about mm-hmm. bad data. And that's a whole different thing. But even just from the conversation perspective, oh yeah, I'm going to yeah. do this one thing that I absolutely hate and that I know you hate. And now you're going to make me do it four times a year. Yeah, but it's not about, it's not a performance review conversation. It's a development conversation. No, 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 no not, uh-uh. not to the person that's, that's receiving it, not to them. No. No, you're right. And so I, I think one of the questions on the table are, or hopefully one of the questions on the table. So what the heck do we do? Because we've created these systems and approaches and learning programs and like everything from an HR talent perspective has been so wrapped around this notion of, of feedback that, which is why I think if we circle back to the beginning and talking about the word in and of itself, it's, we should just not, we don't need, we shouldn't mention it. We need to use a different word. And if we assume, however you want to define it on paper, that feedback is this thing where I'm telling you what you're doing wrong. Like we need to stop using the word feedback and we need to banish it from our lexicon in the world of work, because even if we define it differently on paper, it's our, it's stuck. Like it's, yeah. it, it's there. Well, and everyone needs something different out of it. I, 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 for whatever reason, I've fallen in love with the word intentionality. Uh, I'll have to kind of figure that out and, and why I've fallen in love with that word. But I like the idea of actually being purposeful and thinking about the other person and what they need and not what I need to tell them what, but what they need. So being intentional with that particular person, finding out, listening, asking probative questions, finding out what they need. And in reacting to that in a way that's intentional and purposeful and thoughtful, quite frankly. And I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that feedback is any of those things. No, it's not. You said something else, William, that I think is important to to note and call out that we probably haven't paid enough attention to, particularly in the world of talent and HR, is you talked about the power dynamic. 
And that notion of feedback, again, of telling someone they're doing something wrong, not let alone asking somebody what you're doing wrong. I mean, come on, but it creates this power dynamic that is quite frankly, it's, it's inappropriate in the world of humans. Like it's just not, it's, it's demeaning, it's inappropriate, it's counterproductive. And you're right. When you have a conversation with somebody, that's a whole different thing. It's collaborative. It's not one person hierarchically above another. Again, we could, org charts are probably a great topic for another conversation, but it's, it's a collaborative conversation between each other and going, Hey, how can I help? I mean, in our world, we, we teach team leaders, we call team leaders, anyone who provides support, guidance, and direction to someone else inside right. of an organization, whether they show up on an org chart or not, we teach team leaders how to um, have asked three super simple questions, really frequency. Frequency is key, by the way. Yeah. Like it's not quarterly. It's not annually. It's like once a week, super light touch. And it's what are your priorities this week? How are you feeling about work? And is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. Got any barriers yeah. that I can help you overcome? I love, I love, I love that framework. It's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to kind of think about feedback as the way it's been marketed as a buildup. And what feedback really is, is a Trojan horse of teardown. So I've, I've marketed it through, through years. We've marketed it to the audience as, oh, this is a way to build people up. We're going to make you better because we're going to give you feedback. But really what it's doing is it's tearing people down. Literally death by a thousand cuts, right? So it's just tearing and eating at people. And it, none of it's necessary. And oh, by the way, to your point very early on, it doesn't move the needle. So why are you doing it? It's a really good question. And why are we investing in programs and Mm -hmm. courses and documentation and pamphlets and books around the topic and helping people think that somehow telling others what they're doing wrong, that doing that most of the time is helpful. And we need to flip that upside down. Like we totally need to flip that upside down. And, you know, those of you who know Marcus and, and his work know that we take a very strengths-based approach and not strengths from a, you know, I'm an, I'm an HR person, but I'm also an engineer. So I'm very non-fluffy, but not, not woo-woo, but your own unique best contribution in the organization. How do you do that? So taking that feedback thing, turning it upside down and going, William, I see you for the best of you. First and foremost, I see you for the best of you. Yes, I see all the other things too, right? We I, we see, I see you for all of you, but I'm going to start from the perspective of you have unique gifts and talents. We would call them strengths to give to the organization, to your coworkers, to your colleagues, to your community. Let's start there first. And let's amplify that. And then if we have that feedback thing over on the side, like sometimes that, yeah, of course it has to happen. But what we find, this is real people doing real work in the real world, by the way. But what we find is when you start from that place of, oh my gosh, look at how the cool stuff that you can do. And by the way, you're actually a grown up. How about that? <laughs> what? Like you're, what? I'm at work. Are you kidding me? Like you're actually a grown up. So when we, yeah. When we treat each other and see each other as super smart grownups, and I'm not talking about, you know, it doesn't matter where you sit in an organizational hierarchy, 
we're talking about in the context of work, but I'm sure we could translate that into pretty much every context of our lives. But when I see you first and foremost, and I go, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Tell me more about that. I want to know how did you, we were just talking about this before we started recording, like, oh my gosh, like, how did that happen? And you've been in this world for such a long time. And how can you still be curious? And I want to like that, have that conversation with your coworkers, with your direct reports, with your boss, Mm -hmm. and you will be completely amazed and transformed around what they have to bring to the table, how they can contribute to the organization. And as the recipient of that kind of a conversation, that kind of an interaction, oh my gosh, like it's what, what you think I'm special. You, you see this little piece of me that, that no one else has bothered to even ask about. Right. And, and rec- you're, you see me for that and you recognize me for that. And by the way, even if it's not recognition, that specific thing, to know that I'm simply appreciated. Yes. That's why that's why feedback and, and appreciation or praise or recognition, however we want to call that, is so vastly different. I, I love how you attacked performance management, you know, on an annual quarterly, you know, let's take a failed bit and then do it more frequently. You know, when it, when when people talk to me about that, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's cool. I've been married for 28 years. So let's just take that into your personal life for just a moment. You know, let's just do that bit. Uh, let's 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 you know talk to your spouse quarterly. <laughs> yeah, no. Or Off. your children, yeah. or your best friend, or exactly. your exactly. Yeah. Does that work in, in any other facet of your life? No, it doesn't. Okay, does it, so it won't work at work either. So it's a broken. It's you know, it's a failed bit. What I call a failed bit. But let's do a failed bit more frequently, Amy. I got to go. You got to go. I appreciate your time and wisdom and we'll schedule the next podcast. I can't wait for that. We need to do this more often. It was super fun as always, William. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.